Hi, this is Dave from Heroes Needed, just one of the many fine shows you can find on the Nod Network. Visit us on nerdod.com or subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. Thank you for, for saying our theme park studio restrooms um, are, your, are your smell that reminds you of Florida the most. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Nerd OD Podcast with your fabulous, fabulous host, Reg. You're fabulous, but what about the rest of us? Like the me, slightly Dan. mediocre Dan. Wow, thanks. That's and, savage. That is savage. I was, as soon as you started going, the fabulous, fabulous, I was like, is he going to pluralise this? If he doesn't pluralise this, then he's saying only he is fabulous. Well, no, no. <clears throat> let's hang on a second, Dan, because he called himself fabulous. Mm-hmm. He called you mediocre. What the fuck does that leave for Dave? And the utterly graceful, magnificent, oh. and slender chap. I was going to say intermittent. Intermittent Dave. I can take intermittent Dave. Because there's nothing really bad about that. It just highlights that, you know, you're not on every week. Yeah. Sometimes I'm here, sometimes I'm not. Exactly. But when I am. Yeah. Let's I'm not free. go into what we're going to call Steve. That's for next time. Um, <laughs> yeah. I like to bring a certain degree of shine to whatever podcast I attend. Um, no, but I'm 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 happy to be here. I'm always happy to have you here, Dave. Oh, oh thanks, Reg. Always thanks, happy. I know why. I, on. I do know why you're here, though. I know exactly why he's here. The only reason he's here. There is, is a reason because <laughs> there's the the huge, massive new rumor going around about the original Mass Effect Legendary Edition. That you want to talk about? Oh, oh yeah. right. okay. Mm, interesting. So yeah, there are two reasons why I'm here. <laughs> in fact, yeah. Well, let's say let's say three reasons in total. That is definitely one of them, because every time the rumor comes out that Mass Effect's coming back, I get the tinglies. I get that prickly feeling that you all, you know, like you know when you you go into a shop and you see like a, a chocolate bar or something which you remember from your youth. You get that like nostalgic kind of, oh, I really like that. Oh, I might treat myself. You get that kind of feeling. Whatever it says, like Mass Effect's come back, that's the feeling I get. Because I'm like, oh, please, please give me the possibility to, to indulge in this thing, this nostalgic thing that I love so much. <laughs> this um, nostalgic thing from four years ago. I, I think I think it's at least eight years ago. <laughs> was it was it really that that long ago? Well, sorry, no, I'm thinking the. the I suppose it is. You know what? It must have if been. If you go back to the original, PS3 yeah. PS3 and Xbox. Because Andromeda was like three or years ago, four years ago. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's a while back anyway. Either okay. way, I am, my body is ready for that game. Okay. I have purchased it many oh, times. In the past. And, and this is the thing that got me, right? Someone was talking about this and they said like end of October is when it's rumored um, and various leaks and, and stuff like that. And There's can... never not a rumor about this game, though. Just, <sighs> I know. Just I know. announce it already. I know. This is my thing. But my point was, end of October is crazy because N7 Day is the annual Mass Effect celebration day because yeah. of the N7 division. Yeah. However, someone pointed out that that's really close to the release date of Cyberpunk 2077 and that that would be real tricky for them to try and market alongside that because that game... If it does finally come out when they said it's going to come out, it will be huge, right? So, mm. so they think and bring it out a little ahead of time, which I get, but it feels a it feels a shame to miss N Seven Day if they're going to bring it. They can't announce it. I don't think an announcement would get steamrolled by 
something like Cyberpunk. It's you know, if if they announced a brand new Mass Effect or a Dragon Age or a Jade Empire or you know anything like that, then fair enough. There's a good chance that people are going to be like, yeah, we've got this for now. Come back to us later. But a, a re-release, I mean, I doubt a remaster is even going to add that much to it. I think well, it's going to be well, the rumor, But the rumor isn't just this announcement. The rumor is that it's going to be released then. Oh, okay. That, that it's going to drop it at the end of October. Mm. Which, and, and this is this is also the thing. Ah, like, I'm all so, I'm all for that. I'm all for it as a sudden like, bam, here you go. It's out next week or something. But also, there has to have been work on it. I don't know if we spoke about this last time, but there was there was the backlash to Mass Effect Three, and I, you can't have let this much time go past and not have made some changes, because if you release it again, you'll just get the same backlash mm-hmm. all over again, and it it you know it, it was bad for Bioware for a time after that, um, so they really need to have made a few little tweaks and changes. Just yeah. expand the ending a little bit. I guess. But. Well, they did that. They because they re-released. Well, they released them free DLC that changed it, changed the ending or gave gave you an extra ending or whatever. It it didn't really flesh it out. It made it longer. It gave mm-hmm. you a bit of stuff, but it didn't. You know, at the end of Mass Effect Three, realistically, Shepard gets three choices, and each of them seem significantly different, mm-hmm. but the outcome isn't that different at all. And I think that was the big thing. Everyone was like, you, you go through these three games, you put in 100 hours plus to complete these games, and then the endings, it didn't really matter what you picked in the end. And up until that right. point, basically everything in Mass Effect has a consequence. Every right. choice you make affects something. But it felt like they finally got to the end, and then the choices didn't matter. And I understand the disappointment there. I, I shared some of the disappointment. It wasn't enough to cause me to, to, to love the, that series any less. But I understand why people were frustrated by that. Yeah. Well, the thing is, if you don't go looking into what these other endings are, you don't get that. Because I didn't. I I played it. I finished that game after the the extra DLC came out. Mm -hmm. And I got what I would consider the good ending uh, in the the universe doesn't get completely wiped out or whatever. Which is positive. I can't remember. Yeah, exactly. It felt like a good end, end to me, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that was good. I enjoyed that." Um, so I didn't, I didn't have any sort of bad feelings about it. Um, I heard that this this was a thing, but mm. I didn't go looking into well, what are the other endings? Oh, barely any different. No. So I don't know. Maybe just you should just play a game and not let the internet sort of <laughs> dictate how much you enjoyed something. Well, that, that that is one way of looking at it, but unfortunately, most of the internet would want to burn the developers at the stake for True, it. Apparently, yeah. it's it, one of those things that, like, I genuinely, hand on my heart, believe that I completed Mass Effect Three because I was playing it, loving it, and at the time is when we were doing the Geek Podcast version of it. Mm. This um, when all that kickoff started rising, I was like, "Oh my god, what's the kickoff about that for?" So I started looking into it. I was like, oh, and then I delved massively into it, so much so that it actually made me believe that I've completed it. <laughs> and it was only when I was watching some video of um, someone spoke about like the best like top twenty-five sci-fi games or something, and I was like, I don't, I don't remember that bit. <laughs> like, what, what is that bit? 
like, holy shit, is there a complete thing I missed out on? So I started having a quick Google. I'm like, I am nowhere near the end. So, like, <laughs> I know how everything ends on my FET3, but I never actually completed it. But it gives that gives me one of the two incentives to get this new trilogy mm. remaster bundle. So and probably you're completely up to speed on everything that's going on because you're probably the same as this as what I am to Shenmue. <laughs> um, so, I think so. I think that's fair. So two days ago, um, sources from Game Beat, um, well, sources that went to Game Beat, um, went and said that, hey, now we're actually going to be pushing this out into early 21. So we're hopefully going to be getting it in March or April. Reason being is they've looked at Mass Effect 1 and gone, yeah, you know what? We've put so much love and work into 2 and 3 on the engine and all the story and stuff like that that everyone loved the story for Mass Effect 1, but everyone hated the gameplay of Mass Effect 1. So yeah, what we're going to do is I could... go back. They said, going on what, what everyone keeps saying is we can't, we can't release this trilogy in good effect, knowing that based on the graphical and gameplay differences between Mass Effect 1 and 2, Releasing the bundle then ample paying attention to the original game mechanics and visual would make a very poor first impression to new players and make them not wish to continue. So that is the, the Shemu one and two HD uh, syndrome, yep. isn't it? <laughs> exactly. exactly yeah. So so they're going back now and apparently we're going to be getting a, a loving completely redone whole shebang of Mass Effect. Fair, fair enough. To like I can see that. Which, which version though? Would would they would they just get everything up to date so it plays like three? I should imagine so, mate, because they haven't obviously give away too much, but mm. they said that they have said that they're not included in the multiplayer. Um, right. Mass Effect yeah. 3 into the don't, don't trilogy, bother, no but... one cares about that. I, oh, yeah, it, it, it was shoot. a thing where I played it for, I played it a few times, like, oh, this is, this is fun. And then I was like, I play Mass Effect for the story. Absolutely. You know, I, I have, I've played that game many times, and I will confess that at least one of my playthroughs I did on the uh, casual difficulty because I'm not there for the combat. I'm not there for it to be hard to complete. Mm. I'm there for it to to play the story through. I um, found that recently in, with my limited time that I have to mm. play games. I say recently, you know, in the last few years. Uh, not very recently because, you know, um, I've, I've found that sometimes I just go, do you know what, let's just, let's just play it on easy just yeah. so I can experience this game. Because I've got this game next waiting and things. Like so yeah, yeah, I get also, that. It also, it, of. it also feels like an action movie. If you play a game like Mass Effect and you play it on casual difficulty, Shepard is an action hero. Shepard goes into <laughs> combat and just blows people away and gets to do cool stuff. I mean, you can play it on hard, and then you've got the accomplishment of having done it. But I mean, that's 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 fine for that's fine for some people. Mm. And I'm I'm not gonna I'm never gonna. Uh, take that away from somebody but at the same time like i want to uh i want to just play the story through you know yeah. I, i'm treating that game like a it is a uh it's a role-playing game that i am steering my way through um and the combat is the set pieces and stuff are there to further the story as far as i'm concerned so i don't know that's that's me i like i i love that game with all my heart i think you're right reg as much as you love shenmue I love Mass Effect. And if they were to come out and say they're going to announce a game, but not release it until March or April, but they were going to do that to it, and they were going to refine Mass Effect 1. Mass Effect 1, which has an incredible story in its own right, but had gameplay elements that were genuinely infuriating. Um, 
Yep. And, and I'm all for that. Because then it goes back to they could announce it on N7 Day and then release it three months later. And that would be fine. That would be uh, awesome. I'd be able, I'd give me a good excuse to buy it for my birthday in February. So <laughs> not that I wouldn't buy it <laughs> the, anyway. The only, the only thing I could say... Uh, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys move off this in a second. But um, if they if they change the first one especially and say the second one to all play the same as the third one, I'm guessing that's what they they would they would see the third one as being the that is what it was meant to be that you know they eventually mm-hmm. got to it. It's going to feel like or it could feel like one ridiculously long game, but the then you've got if I remember right, you obviously you play through one. As Shepard, you level up your character and everything, and then it, this, does he die or go missing at the end of the first one or something? No, the, the opening of Mass Effect 2 is one of the greatest intros <laughs> of any game. And I, I put that up there with the opening cinematic from Resident Evil 3. Hmm. I put it up there with some of the best whoa, whoa, opening whoa, whoa. sequence. No. You missed out Resident Evil 1 <laughs> and went straight for 3. Yeah, because 3 has that Not incredible cinematic with Raccoon City, man. Barry Burton being all fucking legendary and heroic. For always comes back. To well, Barry always Burton. comes back to well, look, well, I'll life, tell you what. I put it up there with 3. If, one is, if one's that good as well, I put it up there too. But the opening of Mass Effect 2, bearing in mind you finish Mass Effect 1, you're a goddamn hero. And then the opening of Mass Effect 2, Shepard dies. Shepard gets blown up and blown out of his ship and shot into space and space and then and then you have to like come back from that and then you get the kind of how Shepard has come back you know why how and why he's come back and it is so cool it's genuinely just such a cool experience but I just found it very clever how they use it to sort of the amount of times you, you'll play a game and you'll level up and you'll be amazing by the end of it and then you'll go for the sequel and suddenly you're starting from scratch again. You're like, how come you can't remember all this stuff that you could yeah. do in the first one? And it makes it's no sense. But they, um, as they're resurrecting him, they're bringing him back, you get, you know, everything gets reset because, like, oh, this is like a new person and you get to choose the characteristics of the person again, even though it's the same character. Like, you even get to choose his facial features again don't you so you can choose mm-hmm. to just go with standard shepherd uh or femme shepherd or or whatnot yeah, or is being rebuilt yeah, yeah. Or, or do your own character creation so i remember that being very clever and i didn't think you know right, I, I guess that's how we're getting around this yeah but that's gonna suddenly if it does if, if it is all rejigged into this one one version of the game that's gonna be a bit of a sort of a, a weird moment where you're like right yeah I'm, I'm really getting into this now oh now he's dead I'm now we're starting again yeah I do so. hope that they keep it as a uh, kind of yeah. continuation yeah but like I said I'm playing anyway the big question I have is whether or not I play it this time as Femship specifically I have never done that and I no. always wanted to have a replay of it and do that but again from what I heard in the first one, at least, and probably the second one, it was a little bit of an afterthought. Whereas mm. the third one, they proper fleshed her out and went right. This is a character in its own right. Yeah. Well, so, the big thing is it's about the it's about the um, the, the quality of the actors. I mean, we've spoken about this before. I know we have, but just that idea that that 
Jennifer Hale is is a fantastic voice actor. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love Mark Muir and I'll always love his performance as Shepard, Jennifer Hale is arguably just a better voice actor. So it's, you know, do you want that experience of having someone who's just just genuinely better at acting, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so anyway, anyway, Mass Effect is excellent. I, everyone should play it. If they release a remastered, everyone should go and buy it. And that's, I, that's my number one decree. Another reason, number two on my reason why I'm here with you this evening is Friday sees the launch of Star Wars Squadrons. Is that Friday? Absolutely. It's wow. Friday. And I, I'll get the PlayStation back to you, Reg. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> there are there are a few games that I'm as excited about. I mean, Mass Effect is one of them, obviously. But the idea yeah, of, of it hasn't been announced is one of them. Of, yeah, of course. But the idea that we're that close to a a Star Wars flight simulator in all in intense purposes, you know, potentially the best flight sim experience in Star Wars since X-wing versus Tie Fighter, which was hands down one of the best games you could ever play. Yeah on Windows 95 or whatever it was, Windows 98. Um, <laughs> but I still think about that game and how cool it was. So Star Wars Squadron's coming out so soon, and it just feels like it wasn't announced that long ago. Yeah, no, it and really then, doesn't. And then it's out on Friday. <laughs> and, oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm so excited for that because, again, I know this doesn't affect you in the slightest, but the VR mode of that, the full campaign, is just going to be mind blowing. Hey, hey, I don't have PSVR, but I can definitely appreciate how fucking cool that's going to be. And at some point, we need to get together so I can stick you in that and stick you in the Battlefront demo thing in the PSVR, oh, so yeah, that, that you could just that experience. Is, is amazing. What it's like, because that was just basically being a two-year-old kid again, just like, oh my god, I'm flying an X-wing, but it's not cardboard box this time; it's an actual fucking X-wing. I worry though. I worry that if you put me in your PSVR and you let me experience that, that it would be, it would be too close to a sexual experience, and both of our wives would ask questions, because they'd wonder why I was making all these sex noises in your presence. So <laughs> it's like I put on porno VR instead, <laughs> <laughs> and then Lou will just murder me. I'm like it yeah. wasn't. It was Star Wars. But it's the worry. same thing basically. Those eyes. It's fine. She'll murder us all. No, I am. Um, it's it's something where it's something I do want to play. I think that I the reason why I'm kind of happy I don't have that is I worry that I would never stop playing it, and then yeah. I, I come out of VR three years later, my wife and daughter are gone, my house is empty, I'm just sitting there in my underwear, haven't moved, you know that's a very real possibility. I don't want to live that life. <laughs> See, that's why I'm waiting for like I, I know they'll probably do it at some point because I know they're tinkering with the idea of doing MMOs in VR. And the minute they're like, huh, I'll tell you what, then we'll stick WoW in VR. That's, that's me just gone. <laughs> I'll be like, goodbye. Can life. you imagine? Like, there must be a team at Blizzard right now who are working on that in secret because that is a game that has been crying out for VR for, I mean, Christ, how long is, how long is WoW been out now? Is it 15 years? Yeah, easy. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be. Yeah. It was since, because yeah, people getting statues about five years ago for being out for 10 years or something. So, wow. I think it's got to be something like that. Because that's the big thing, isn't it? Like that is, there are lots of MMOs out in the world these days. Yeah, Sixteen years. Sixteen years, jeez. But but World of Warcraft is when anyone thinks about what an MMO is, they're usually thinking of World of Warcraft, right? Mm-hmm. So so if there was going to be one that had a quality VR version, it was going to be that. And you, Blizzard must be working on that. You got oh, it. Oh my god. 
I'd love it. I was saying to Dan before, pardon, I know we talked about this last week, so I won't go too much into it. Um, but obviously I've started smashing it out. Um, and while Ash is watching stuff on, on Netflix, and I'm, I'm watching it as well, I should say, um, I've just been having that on the laptop, just playing it while I'm doing it. And I played WoW for a good five, six years straight. I played WoW. Um, and already since having this laptop for, what, a month? a bit i'm already surpassed my level i was <laughs> um when i played it for the six years like and i played that game each night for a good five six eight hours a night and i've i've passed it already i was chatting to dave over it and like guess what the guy started playing wow again and i'm already surpassed where me and you were up to all those years back <laughs> and like it's it's phenomenal how streamlined but still how amazing it is Please um, tell me you played War Paladin called Frank Bunty. <laughs> I I I've got a, a paladin called Frank Bunty. Hey. Uh, he, he was my original character. Well, in fact, he was yes. my second. It was character. not an original name, David. Sorry, yeah. sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> yeah. Frank Frank, yeah. Frank Bunty started life off as a cardboard cutout of a zombie from Resident Evil re- remake on the Green GameCube. That's <laughs> that's how Frank Bunty came to life because Kim, uh, sorry Nina. Nina Myers had a um, had a party uh, round at hers, and I had no one to bring with me. Um, so I asked I asked our boss at the time if I could take the the Resident Evil um, GameCube thing, and she was like, "Yeah, just go for it." So I was like, "I'm going to call you Frank," and then for some reason Bunty came into it, and Frank Bunty was from that moment on was everything. <laughs> That's where he originated from. <laughs> so he's been my 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 custom character and my life partner. Since the uh, remake of the Resident Evil one, Frank Bunty is love. Frank Bunty is life. Frank Bunty is love. Frank Bunty is life. It's just glorious. Um, but yeah, so just quickly glancing over this because I don't want to talk too much about it because I know we've already talked about it loads. Um, but I was saying, saying to Dan, it, it's amazing the way that they've they've streamlined WoW so you can get up to the latest expansion that's coming out, uh, the Shadowlands. But at the same time. You can literally go back and just do whatever you want to do still and not be overleveled and overpowered. So, for example, sake, I've literally skipped two expansion packs and gone straight into like the third expansion pack that they've done. Um, just because I've leveled so quickly, I've missed out on so much content. I was like, ah, missed that. So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to go back and I see, you know, see Arthur's turn into the Lich King and do all the, the fun stuff with that. And I'll be able to just like razz through it now so quickly because I'm so OP. But they, they make sure that all the enemies in that area level up with you. So instead right. of what it used to be, level like 58 to like uh, 89, now they are literally like level 92, level 93, because I am level 93. So oh, they wow. always stick to your level, which is amazing because then you're not feeling like you're missing out on any content because you're going to be too, too OP for it. Yeah. The downside to that, though, is I was saying to Dan, with your professions and stuff you do, obviously you've got to keep on top, top, top of everything. So I'm like the leather worker for the guild, and I failed miserably because I leveled through the game so quick, I didn't get a chance to do all the skills and all the tailoring and all that sort of stuff. Right. So I was like, you know what, I'll go back to the starting area, and this is how I found out, because I was like, I'll go back to Ironforge, which is level one and two enemies, 
And I went back there and fought a fucking rabbit that was level 82. And I was like, holy shit, what the fuck? I was like, you are not supposed to be this. Because that's the level I was at the time. And I'm like, this is just insane. It's like, how old are you? I was like, oh, no, they level with me. Right, I get it now. <laughs> and like, experience points and stuff you get are all the same as what they should be for this level. So even if you do smash out to a game, so you don't get bored, you can go back and go through all the story stuff that you've missed out on because the lore is amazing and the story despite everyone just skipping all the quest blogs and stuff. Yeah. The story to it is phenomenal. The actual proper full-on story. Oh, yeah. Well, well, again, again Bl- Blizzard don't mess around, do they? Blizzard, if they're going to put the effort in, you're going to get a story. You're going to get lore. You're going to get supplementary content. You know, they, they, they don't mess around with that. Look at StarCraft. You know, StarCraft yeah. has a huge following because of the fact that there's so much to it. Same with Overwatch. Same with World of Warcraft. Yeah, I mean Hearthstone's huge. Hearthstone's is crazy simple little card game, and yet it's massive because it shares so much of the World of Warcraft lore. So, yeah, it is. It's it's uh, like the the effort they put in is amazing, and when they don't put in the effort, geez, you get the uh, the Warcraft Three Reforged edition, which was a shockingly poor, uh, (laughs) which which is a shame, but. I was saying to Dan again before, and this, I, was, I got lost as Dan was talking to me. I was like, oh my God, look at this. <laughs> He's like, sorry, Dan, you were saying um, that some modders basically took it upon themselves to fix Warcraft 3 Reforged, and they've done an awesome job at it. So now it's like amazing. But they didn't stop there. They were like, you know what else we can do? We can actually do Warcraft 2 while we're at it. So let's, let's do that. So inside Warcraft 3, Reforged, using their engine, they've completely redone the entire campaigns for Warcraft 2. Um, and because Blizzard now have in this after the whole Dota like, mistake um, of not owning it, they put at the bottom of their little clause for everything you, you create, we basically own. So you can't go out and sell it. And you know, claim it as your own and go off on it. So they've just let the guys do it, and it's like, yeah, you go on, do it. It's fine. We obviously can't go off and sell it. And you can't make any money from it. So just create it for us. <laughs> and uh, and this this team of like six models have gone. Sound, we'll do that. And you can actually download and play the first four maps now of the uh, campaign, and it looks phenomenal. So I was like, that's and for free to play. That's amazing because Blizzard have now gone. Yeah, we've lost a lot of money now. We could have sold this. But at the same time, we fucked up so bad on the Warcraft 3 Reforged that so many people asked for refunds. We probably can't get away with doing a Warcraft 2 Reforged. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah you, you lost your own battle there, guys. You fought yourself and lost. <laughs> yeah, you played yourselves. Uh, but speaking of uh, speaking of Blizzard real quick, so they've announced that BlizzCon's taking place in February. Mm-hmm. And everyone's thinking that that's going to mean they're going to release Overwatch 2 around mm-hmm. that time. Which I'm, you know, obviously I'm here for. I'm surprised uh, there hasn't been some some sort of a, you know, a Series X or PS5 announcement for Overwatch 2, mm. even for for being like an exclusive or at least a day one launch title. Yeah. that would be that would be huge. Yeah, there is a there is a there's a there's something to be said about the fact that there are some games that are ripe for launch title itch, but mm. I don't know, maybe there's not. They're not going to be ready, so well, don't bother yeah, I mean, it. But... I, I think it would be more on, well, it depends on whether Sony or Microsoft have approached them, I guess. 
Yeah, I think the thing with Blizzard, Blizzard just like money. Well, Activision now seems like Activision and Blizzard. Activision yeah. just love money, so Absolutely. they won't they, they won't take away anything that could actually you know make them the money. Yeah, Which but then like, what it, do it, Microsoft it, do? They throw money at things. They, they could very easily just just go right. Here is a ridiculous amount of money. Let's have seven point two billion for Doom. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. but that was it. Like they said about like um, what were we? What was talking about the the when they sort of just bought out the whole studio? And it's that idea of just like, what's that? You you want these games, PlayStation? Nope. We're going to buy the entire studio, so we get all of the exclusives and we get all of the games from this for you know seven billion dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a lot of money. But the theory is, I suppose it's a uh, bit of a high risk, pockets, high reward, right? Yeah, exactly. And if it doesn't work out, they just write it off. You know, Microsoft aren't going anywhere. Christ, all they need to do is there's, there's there's three things they need to do just to make that money back in one hit. That is go, hey guys, guess what? There's a new Fallout coming out. Hmm. There's there's bank right that that's not seventy six. <laughs> this is not an online yeah. one. Yeah. This is an actual proper full on Fallout game. And if they did it correctly, because Wasteland's been so popular and they gone. Here's an old school Fallout for you. Isometric, top down Fallout, old school Fallout. Mm. My God, I think about a thousand fanboys would just go ridiculously hard, including myself. I, I am also one of those uh, fanboys. So that would be awesome. The second thing they need to do is literally just go, yeah, so Elder Scrolls is now actually officially exclusive to Xbox. And then everyone yeah. goes, oh, shit. Mm. Here's all the money. And then the last yeah. thing, which would be unusual, just, wouldn't it, for for uh, an Elder Scrolls game to only be on one device? One format. Yeah, <laughs> can you imagine? It would be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, the third thing they need to do is go right. So we now have two of the biggest known space marines in gaming history. We need oh, to do a Doom Halo slash Doom. Master Chief crossover. Imagine. But that, so I've been th- I've been wildly thinking about this so much recently because someone put up a picture of um, so Doom Eternal's marketing for a lot of it was as he's going through the portal, it's like a blue portal. It's, it looks a bit like the Stargate. Mm. Uh, it looks like that. Um, and then someone's put up another picture from like Halo Two or Three, I think it is, um, of the Master Chief looking at a, a blue light, but it's Glowing up so much, it looks a bit like the portal. And then underneath, it's like, "Please, guys, make it happen." And I'm like, oh, "That would be that would be so good." And then I'm like, "You know what, though, that would be so pointless because no one, no one could reach the levels of Doom Guy. Like, literally, Master Chief comes on and goes, "Hey, look, we've got these thousand fucking weapons. I've got Warhog and stuff and." The Doom guy just goes, I've got this BFG and a chainsaw. Right. Yeah, yeah but you, you say this, Reg, but they find a way. I mean, look at Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. How on earth is anyone supposed to beat Sonic the Hedgehog at anything to do with running? Yeah, yeah, yeah they make it work. They make it work. That's gone from the most unfamily friendly crossover <laughs> to the most family friendly crossover <laughs> the nerd ODE podcast we're all about family friendly i love it all about diversity yeah but yeah exactly. I mean, it would be incredible but at the same time they'd be like do you, do you guys you know 
have any diversity in your character models because you're both guys in green armor just running around <laughs> wrecking shit. Like, yeah, but one does aliens, one does hell demons. You know, it's yeah. But and maybe would... they're not fighting each other, Red. Maybe they are teaming up. Go back to back. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I dig it. I like the idea. And I can't stop thinking about it. And that could possibly... Anything that says, hey, guys, guess what? Doom is an exclusive on this console. It probably has me. I'll be honest, because I fucking love me some Doom. Um, unless, of course, Sony then go, hey, guess what? Shenmue 4 and 5 is actually coming out on the PlayStation. And I'm like, what is a set, um, Xbox? Like, I don't, I don't understand what Xbox <laughs> actually is. It's not a machine that's capable of playing Shenmue. What? <laughs> so Not worth yeah. knowing about if there is no Shenmue. It's, it's, it's not. Now, now I know it's a possibility. After 20 years of ripping into people, for it. I can finally say, shit, look, it's here. It's in my hand. Number three is here. So yeah. now I can wait another 20 years going on the PlayStation 7. It will be out. And I'll be able to do it as we're watching Shenmue, the anime. You know, you and Bay can watch, Bay can watch it. Me and Oliver can watch it. You know, and Shell and Budge can watch it. We, we can all just get in what, and watch what Shenmue. Do you think, what do you think the timescale and the timeline is for, for Shenmue 4? I reckon Shenmue 4, if, and it's a massive if, it does get made, I reckon it's going to be about 23 when it comes out. And then I reckon when Shenmue it comes 5, out or when it gets announced. When it comes out. I reckon it'll get announced after Shenmue, the animation, finishes. Okay. And I reckon Shenmue 4 will come out 2023. And I reckon Shenmue 5 will be 2025. And then Yu Suzuki will retire. Shenmue 3 was 2019. And didn't it get announced in what, 20? 2015. Yeah, on, but it, Reg, are you are you are you planning two new Shenmue games in the next five years? What was the gap between Shenmue two and three? <laughs> well, just remind me. Just remind it me. It was it was a twenty year gap. Okay. That we waited, but the reason for that was basically because Sega owned the IP for it and didn't want to give it up in case they wanted to do something with it. They weren't quite sure, and Yu Suzuki was just like, "Please, just let me have it." And then they're like, well, you can have it, but we're not funding anything. So try fund it. And he's like, oh. <sighs> right, okay. So that's why Kickstarter happened. And now they know that even on all the Shepard pages, people are like, I feel ripped off for this, but if it happens again, I'll definitely kickstart it. <laughs> it's it's going to happen again. We're going to, everyone's going to kick off that we've got a mediocre title because it's only reached 6.7 million or whatever. Um, but we'll end it. We will end it. We will have Shenmue 4 and 5, and they will come out. And those yeah. are the years they're going to come out, because he's going to use the same engine. He'll be stupid not to use an Unreal Engine when it's free for them to use. And it's so easy to, to make. And they've got the character models. They've got everything they need to do now. Or they you're need saying, to put story in it. You're saying, you, I mean, you're right, though. You and the fans, myself included, are okay with... It, them just using exactly the same system and having it look identical. We've got no complaints over how it looks, but that's not what general public want. The next version needs to look better and play better, especially because it's now going to be uh, straddling two generations. Yeah, but the thing is, it won't. It really, really won't. And... I know, but then that was the complaints about about uh, three. About yeah. the three looked terrible when it, it didn't and they looked it looked beautiful in places in some places it looked like one of the best games on the console 
it generally the, some of the, the the landscapes and the visuals were absolutely breathtaking mm. in it. But then, yes, at some points it did look like a PS2 title, and you know what? I don't care because we got it, <laughs> and I know I know that. The general public, the likes of Dave, if Dave came across it, because he only knows the Shenmue because of my rantings. That is true. Um, but if he came across Shenmue 3 and was like, well, I, I don't don't get it. Like, Why does everyone love this so much? It looks like a cheap indie title. Mm-hmm. Then I would um, you know, insist on giving him a, at least a five-hour lecture, just <laughs> non-stop shouting. They could have reached. They could have released Shenmue 3 with Tomb Raider 1-esque polygon graphics and you still would have been happy, Reg, because it was a game for you. It was a game made to make you happy, and I'm exactly. happy for you. Exactly, and that's why I've I've said it countless times. Even when me and Dan did like a Shemi retrospective podcast, and I just said, even if they just say, you know what, we can't, we'd love to do it, but we honestly can't. So we're making Shemi animation, and if it takes off, we're going to complete the story in the Shemi the animation. I'll be like, you know what, guys, we had a damn good run, and we did it. We finally got the end of the story, and I'll be happy. I know it's the true. Majority it doesn't matter what is. form it is, yeah. as long as it so, happens. Because the, there's a vault in Yu Suzuki's office somewhere that's got the master script for everything. So the story is done, and he's told a few people where it is, just in case he doesn't survive long enough to finish <laughs> up the actual story. Yeah, that's so, what George Lucas said, though. So it's, and I bet that's what George R. R. Martin says. But but the thing like, is, George R. R. Martin, I know what's going to happen, guys. I know. Yeah. It. He he greenlit it. He greenlit it. And was like, you know, what fucking go off about me, and I'll I'll just say, yeah, that's not what what happened. If people kicked off about the ending, yeah, you Suzuki is going to see. Our, yeah, <laughs> our, our ending is going to be. We know what's going to happen. He's going to get to Landy. He's not going to be able to kill Landy because you know he's a good boy. Mm-hmm. Ryu's our good boy, and he'll. He'll make Landy see the error of his ways, and Landy will write a very, very long, strong-worded letter apologising to Inisan. That's it. And then Rio's going to go home and say, hey, Fuxan, look, I've got this letter from Landy. I didn't murder him like everyone thought I was going to do. Aren't I the bigger man? Credits. Okay, well, we just saved $60 million. Well done, Reg. And I would be happy... You know what, I'd even be happy if there was just a, a table that Yu Suzuki sat at and said, for the next two hours, you've got me telling you what happens in Shenmue 4 and 5. Okay. And you're sat there going, I wish I spoke Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> I just had Mark Sony in the corner going, um, this is what he said. Yeah. <laughs> and at some point, we would love to make this, but we know it's not going to happen. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd love it. I'd love it. And I need it. Okay. And I want it. Can we have it? I want you to have it, Reg. I want you to have it. I yeah. wonder if I'm going to have the Shenmue 4 announcement before you get your Mass Effect Remaster announcement. <laughs> it, 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 it wouldn't surprise me, man. It would not surprise me. Uh, Actually, I feel so, that um, that you, you want Shenmue 4 almost as much as Dave wants to know what the smell in the Harry Potter toilets at Universal Studios is. I do want that, Dan. But more importantly than that, what I actually want is I want Reg to tell me what the wrong answer is that he got after going into several public forums mm-hmm. and asking what the smell of a public toilet in a theme park was. Yeah. 
I want to know what you got told, Reg, that was not the answer, because I imagine there were some choice extracts there. Absolutely. But, Just to quickly recap for people who didn't hear two weeks ago's episode, um, we were talking about things that, I can't remember how we got onto it, smells, things at theme parks yeah, that we missed. Theme parks, parks, I guess, yeah. Yeah, and Dave said that he really likes and would love to know what the smell was in the toilets at Hogsmeade at Universal Studios, the Harry Potter part of the theme park um so reg who is a member of all the forums and all the <laughs> facebook groups about theme parks because he likes florida um decided he'd go on and ask um so i believe you have an answer reg i do so some of the the wrong answers okay. um kiss your mum it tastes like her mouth jesus wow. <laughs> Was one of them. Uh, one have, of them you, was... have you censored that? Is that exactly word for word what it said? Because that sounds like a bit too polite to me. No, no, that was. The, the, all these are family friendly forums, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of them are just, it's my ass after going on Ride and Rocket. Um, that sounds about right. Is, um, it's a celebration of my love juice after seeing Hogwarts for the very first time. Right. It's graphic. Um, my stomach after trying both the frozen and unfrozen butterbeers. <laughs> um, um, another one is just my finger. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. I mean, yep, yep. interesting. Um, and I was like, I'm not going to get anywhere with this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask Universal directly. So I did. I did it on their socials, and I emailed them from their website on the contact us with an email that was put on with very high importance. I tracked it using um, a, a thing which we're not supposed to legally use anymore because apparently that's banned. Um, but a tracking software which says that when they've received it and what time they've opened it and who's opened it from their thing, I can use that email package. Um, so I've seen that they've received it and they've opened it. And then okay. they responded on their socials as well and said, tune in next week, Dave. Is that's all we've got time for? No. <laughs> what what they actually said to me was very underwhelming. So I apologise in advance. Um, right. But this has been this has been clarified by one of the cleaners who apparently works there on the um, on the Orlando uh, Time for Brits adults only page. Um, it is a concoction of apple and cinnamon um, that has been blended together on a unbranded for universal only and um, thing however if you did want to actually recreate the smell at home the air wick apparently is smells identical to it you can get an apple and cinnamon air wick which okay. is literally that smell really so wow. i then went on and and told everybody this and was like the minute i launch it on the podcast i need to let you guys know because i i linked in the uh the podcast because obviously i started off going asking for a friend <laughs> you just yeah. you want to prove to them that you do have friends who have weird questions well i just want to be like i wonder if any of the people actually listen to this <laughs> and then i'd be fair, like fair question and then out of that i also want to know if anyone actually believed me when i said i'm asking <laughs> for a friend because a lot of them were just like yeah are you asking for the friend the friend that's waiting for you in that bathroom <laughs> Like, oh, nice. No, no, I'm not doing that either. There, there, there was a lot of smut. There was a lot of smut that I don't want to 
course, to use That's on sad. here. Um, but yeah, those are some of the nicest ones that I had until I got the actual answer from Universal going, thanks for saying our bathrooms, our restrooms, sorry. Thank you for, for saying our theme park studio restrooms um, are your... <laughs> Oh, your smell that reminds you of Florida the most. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you know, you know what? Uh, yeah, it, it does sound quite weird when you put it like that. But at the same time, it apple and cinnamon. That's a that's a great scent. So mm. I'm not I'm not disappointed in that because ultimately, if I can get an Airwick that smells a lot like that, then I'm definitely going buy one because I want that smell in my life. And I'm not ashamed to admit that it's the smell of a public toilet in a theme park. <laughs> I want that smell. So, Reg, I appreciate you putting your reputation on the line to ask complete strangers about toilet smells. Um, because I didn't do it, and it was my question. And I should have taken that abuse that you instead received. So, I thank you. I like well, we might get and... some new listeners from this. And if you want to know, mate, you can buy it at Wilco for four pound. Wow. Even better. So there you go. There is your holiday smell for four pound. I so do now, love Wilco. So now all I need to do is get someone to go to the um, the opening of the uh, Orlando Airport doors when you first enter the sunshine after being on the plane for eight and a half hours. Just recreate that <laughs> smell. Yeah. <laughs> and find out what that is. And then I can have that, and that'll be my smell. I'll be very happy with that. The smell of the feeling of sun. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's just it's it's that happy moment now. Just I walked. Well, me and you were walking yeah. out for the first time as Ash went running, and she didn't let me down on the second trip either. It wasn't even that hot like, day, was it? I need it? to be the first one. <laughs> like, <"Where are> you, going? <laughs> you go for it, babe. Yeah. You go for it. <laughs> Ah, uh, no. memories. That was happy times. All alone in the moonlight. Memories. Yeah. Um, I did have something else I was going to talk about, and I completely forgot what it was now, but it was quite important, and then you threw and it And that is why we have a list. Yeah, because you know what it was? Because we've done a lot of talk about Resident Evil today, um, mainly about how awesome Barry Burton is. Um, and have you seen... That they basically have announced a new CGI uh, series on Netflix, um, which is coming out next year, and apparently it's called Infinite Darkness. Um, and they've now had to show the teaser trailer, which they weren't going to do when they did, but it's because of Portuguese Netflix <laughs> were like, "Hey, look at this," and they just stuck it off. But apparently, Capcom were going to announce it on their their little game show, uh, Tokyo Game Show streams that they were doing. Um, they're going to show it like at the end of the week to be like this is what we're going to end on look at all this stuff um, and yet because some Portuguese uh, Netflix account was like hey look at this new Netflix series that's coming out of Resident Evil everyone was like let's have a look at this and because they leaked it early Capcom went right let's push it in now at the beginning of the week look at this <laughs> here's, here's Resident Evil Infinite Darkness so it's Claire Redfield and Leon Kennedy um, it looks like graphically looks good Looks like a lot better than Damnation and stuff, so that's that's always a bonus. Um, it looks like it's going to be very dark and gritty and stuff, which is cool. It's including zombies, which makes a nice change now for Resident Evil because it seems to be including everything else that's not a zombie. Um, so that's Happy Days, and it's not the Resident Evil series that 
everyone was talking about. So, you know, they're still doing the live action Resident Evil oh, series okay. for Netflix. Oh, I, I just, I, I assumed this was, this was it. No, so they're still doing that one, which I've now lost about 89% of my interest in the live action one, just off the one little synopsis. Um, so the guys tweeted uh, the picture of the front cover of the script, uh, who's wrote it, and then just read out what was on the first page. Um, and basically, <clears throat> it's it's the Wesker kids, the Wesker kids come into Raccoon City um, to figure out what's going on. And I'm like, oh, oh, the Wesker kids. Like, this is this is bullshit because the original pictures of the Resident Evil series show the Spencer Mansion, and I'm like, holy fuck, are we actually going to get a series about the Spencer Mansion, like the original setting for Resident Evil? Are we going to have Barry Burton in live action, a proper Barry Burton, ragging around with his Colt Python, making Jill sandwich jokes and shit? Are we going to get Resident Evil? And now we're going to get a bunch of snotty-nosed little fucking annoying kids that are basically just kids have been injected with the serum that Wesker had, and that's how these little clones were made of Wesker and stuff, running around trying to fucking solve crimes in Raccoon City and, and take on shit. I've got no interest in this now. Is it's it Scooby-Doo from... Resident Evil? I, it could potentially be that. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I sort of went a bit seeing red when all of a sudden it was just like, hey, take out these three Wesker kids. I'm like, no. And yeah, I'm just... I, genuinely not happy about that so now the fact that you're like hey here's a cgi resident evil series i'm like that'll do me <laughs> like i'm i'm satisfied with that i don't want to see this wesker kids resident evil series i've got no interest in that everyone's now saying oh it's stranger stranger things in resident evil yeah or Stranger things raccoon city and i'm like i wasn't a fan of stranger things so i'm definitely not gonna like this so oh well that's that's upsetting isn't it a little bit. Just a little bit. Mm. Just a little bit. Well, there's a there's a bit of news on um so Disney Plus are moving full steam ahead with their Marvel TV shows. Obviously Winter Soldier um has been put pushed back to next year. We've had a trailer. I can't remember whether we talked about it. I think we did briefly, didn't we? We talked about the trailer for WandaVision. Yeah, because uh, that makes zero fucking sense. Yeah, but <laughs> like, I, think I know that, it does for people who read the comics and stuff, but for people who don't, like what? Well, apparently not. Apparently, apparently, it is just a very weird, disjointed trailer. But I'm sure that's the idea. Um, but they're apparently they're going to be doing a Nick Fury TV series. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that rumor. Mm. And well, I it's play... confirmed now. Oh, is it confirmed? Oh, wow. yeah. okay. I I don't know how I feel about that. If it was like, here's the Nick Fury series with uh, David Hasselhoff in it as Nick Fury, <laughs> the way it should be, like the 80s film. Oh God, Is that on Disney Plus? I don't not, know, but it needs to be. It's <laughs> incredible. Um, then I'll be all for it. But because it's, I've got nothing against Samuel Jackson and I like his Nick Fury, but do I like it enough to have a full series around him? Mm. No. Well, it doesn't, I don't know whether it's specifically, um, whether he's linked to it so whether it's going to be a, a young nick fury oh god um, i don't know yeah the reports are the, the they they all mention him but i've not seen anything that says that he's signed on so you might you might find that it's or they could even de-age him like they did in in um captain marvel 
Yeah. The one the one thing I was genuinely supposed to I was saying to, to you before, we've got um, Amazon Prime now so we can carry on watching the boys and stuff. Yes. Didn't realise how many different DC stuff is on um, Amazon Prime. Like I didn't realise Swamp Thing was out over yeah. here on that now. Like that's, I want to watch that and see what that's actually like. The problem is don't get too involved in it because it, it, it got cancelled. I yeah. don't think they, they finished showing the entire thing over in the States. Right, uh, okay. Um, so, and there's yeah. one other one, some girl one. What was it? Um, oh, Star Girl. Star Girl, yeah. Yeah, that, well, that's, that's another, that. um, that? you know, another um, Arrowverse. Arrowverse one. So, oh, is it? Yeah. Although they they all are after um, in Crisis. Right. Okay. I mean, if you know anything about Crisis, you know how it all roughly ends. Mm. Um, so everything is one world now, even um, what's the Black Lightning? But see, Black Lightning's on Netflix, and I've never really got round to wanting to watch that. don't know why. I think I think the, the Arrowverse stuff just got to me in the end. It, just, it was just all a bit too much, so I kind of drifted off from them. Uh, I know Supergirl's coming to an end. They, they've only got one final season of that. Yeah. Mm. But they're doing um, Superman and Lois, aren't they, or something instead now? Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be as well as, because they brought Superman in. Everyone always goes on about how good a Superman he is, but I don't don't see it. I know that Supergirl's pregnant as well, isn't she, in real life? In real life, yeah. yeah, Melissa Denoir or Benicio. Yeah, but, you know, probably a good timing because they, I I don't think they could film anyway because of COVID and whatnot. But um, you mentioned The Boys, though. The Boys is getting a spin-off as well, which sounds... Ready? Yeah. Um, so it's going to be set in a college, a college of um, fledgling superheroes. Oh, God. So if you've seen anything of The Boys, basically the, the, the whole world, all the superheroes are owned uh, and managed by a, a company called Vought International. And basically the idea is going to be that this college... Is going to be run by Vought, and they sort of they are bringing up the next generation of superheroes, which I just don't know how I feel about it. There's nope. something about the thing about the boys, even like they when they announced that it was coming out, they had me anyway because the comics are just so good and so messed up. Like any of any of Garth Ennis's stuff is just really wrong in so many places. So that and Preacher especially. Um, but the the TV series is sort of grounding it really well. It's not it's not as it's not as messed up in the same way, but it's really pushing the boundaries of what some TV shows do with um with some of the storylines. Just brilliant. I absolutely love it. But mm. I can't see this spin off <clears throat> working. I just can't see how it's gonna be as I don't know, intense and dark and that's what makes the boys so good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm all for the boys, but spin-offs and stuff. Nah. No. Nah. Yeah. I mean, still got the same producers and whatnot and everything. Um, reading here that apparently it's going to be part college show, part Hunger Games, with all the heart, satire, and raunch of the boys. God, no. That's, th- those three things are not, are not what make the boys so good. Mm. I don't know. Really, don't know. Um, I I feel like. I'm all for a spinoff. I'm all for 
something which is good getting a slightly different take that's that's yeah. all cool but i feel like i know the comic series the boys has been around for a lot longer i, I have not read it i can't speak for it but the series has only been it's only on a second series yeah it's already i, I mean the fourth season two even came out they they greenlit series three so which it's, is, it's getting good it's, numbers it's no, no that's cool but i just feel like you've got more stories to tell with the core characters the rest yeah. of it doing a spin-off i i, I understand like I'm all for a spinoff when you've kind of run out of stories to tell with your main characters and you want to sort of change that up. Mm. I think that's great, but I, I don't know. Well, I, it could be it could be great. I could be totally wrong. I'm, but. I'm not I'm not disagreeing here. I, I I think I think you're mostly right. But then look at something like we were talking a few weeks ago about the Walking Dead spinoffs, and I'm finding it hard to picture these shows being being that successful because i think if people are bored of the main show why are they gonna want to then spend their time getting to know these new characters and you know looking into these other shows yeah Mm. i just don't know so it's a fine line it's too early it's too late you know when when do they do it i mean what's a what is a what what is an example of a spin-off show that was as successful or more than you know, its parent show. Uh, I mean, just don't know. I mean, Angel ran for what five series? Yeah, I still don't. I don't think that was. I mean, well, Buffy was what seven seasons, yeah. eight seasons, seven, wasn't it? I, I don't think it was. As, I, I mean, I was never a big Angel fan, mm. uh, but it, you know, it was relatively successful. You know, it's kind of sparked David Boreanaz's as his career, and he went on to do some other stuff. So you know. But, oh, no, it wasn't Angel. It, it was his stint. It was his turn as the Crow that really cemented his career. I think I'm being it, very sarcastic. Oh, good. Okay, I was thinking yeah. what? Yeah, all right. <laughs> I was thinking, Dan, why? Yeah, no. the Crow no. Four or whatever it was by that point. God. But um, I don't know. It, it 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 goes one way or another. It is exactly. It's like this. It's too early. I and I like I say I completely agree. It's too early. Um, and people just you don't you just don't need to do these stories yet you're still well in the in in the thick of the the main plot of the the main show that why do we need to go off and show these other things um and then or you do it way too late and then it's when the show is sort of it's on its way out and people are done with it i mean they try you know it's like rebooting a show it's like when they tried to do 24 again that was terrible i mean i think the only successful thing that does this or did it is star trek yeah you know you had when next generation came back i think everyone was like you know but once that once that was shown to be a bit of a success i don't think people were necessarily expecting there to be another spin-off and then another one and they were all as successful as the original one yeah that's true and they were but they were all quite different but yeah that similar theme not a similar three, but they had similar um, threads throughout them, didn't they? And also some recurring characters that sort of crossed over yeah. and stuff. So it's it's interesting yeah, that did, that worked the way it did. They did well at sort of pacing that, I think. Hmm. You know, I think there was always like a like a season. seasons in the DS9. Sorry, Red, if, if this is getting too Star Trek nerdy for you. <laughs> oh, what are we still <laughs> pardon? Sorry, I completely zoned out <laughs> for a minute. I'm just on WoW. Sorry. I wish. Right, you got to open your mind. Deep Space Nine is excellent. Deep excellent Space Nine. I I opened my my mind enough to watch a show yeah. that's based in space. 
So, you know, I, I did it. A show that's which, based in Spain. Which show is that? The Orville? I did watch some of The Orville, actually. The Orville was really good. I, 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 was, I watched the first series of The Orville, but then I never saw any more than that. And I feel like I'm missing out. I didn't mind the Star Trek new films. I can't stand the old ones. The, yeah, the I, films, I remember you, I, you enjoying those. And I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I genuinely, genuinely can't bring myself to watch <clears throat> any of the original Star Trek stuff because I've got no interest in it. No, it's, no. it's, um, it's of a time and of, of, you've got to be in the sort of, you've got to be a fan of that sort of stuff, I think. Yeah, I, but, I, can't, but, I can't get into Doctor Who either. Nine, I don't understand uh, how no, that's Doctor got Who's so garbage. much Sorry, sorry people at home, but Doctor Who is absolute garbage. And I've never... Uh, they've had so many opportunities to reinvent that show and make it better, good. just good, and they keep blowing it. Just, well, I, I don't know. I feel like that, that show... Uh, I know a lot of people who are you know huge fans, and then you've got... <clears throat> Me, who I've watched a bit and gone, oh, okay. But I'm not really that... It's never been anything like that's particularly special. Like, I have, I know people who are, you know, huge fans. But I'm just... No. No, I, I, I don't understand it. how Sherlock can be so good. Yeah, the same writer. Just, I don't know, Doctor Who just is so cheesy. And I find it badly written. And it's just, it's not my, my cup of tea. But... Sherlock is is I think one of, one of my favorite all time shows. It's so so well done. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it's weird. If I I think if I'd have known that it was uh it was written by the same guy, I probably would have avoided it. But, but I tell you what, I I watched uh I watched Enola Holmes. I was about to ask Netflix. if anyone yeah. is it good? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was it was a fun it was a fun movie. It just it. I feel like Sherlock Holmes has just got this 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 trope now of Sherlock Holmes being this you, you know you know pretty much in in all the recent films and in a TV show where we'll just go off on this moment of being like oh and then I saw this and 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 that showed me how that you know he's like this savant and that feels like that's how all the Sherlock Holmes characters are are played. And I just want something different. I want someone to do something different. And I get that this was a different character, but it just it still felt a bit like that. It felt a bit too samey. Just I don't know. the annoying girl out of um out of Stranger Things. Oh, I thought she was great. But I um no, I I, I made the vow to everyone else I was talking the other day that as far as I'm concerned, Henry Cavill is now the only Sherlock Holmes. I loved him. Really? I loved him. I loved him in the part, and I also love that he is a statuesque man mountain, who gives me uh, gives me thoughts, gives me thoughts and doubts about myself <laughs> I never knew about. Because you see him in that sort of, you see him in those period outfits, you know, like Victoria's. He man looks the part. You know, you see him there in double breasted suit. He, yeah, he's good looking dude. Have you seen the Man from Uncle? I have not seen that. It's I think it's on Netflix. Good. It's a uh, it's a Guy Ritchie film uh a guy Ritchie sort of spy movie um and he's really good in that it's him and Arnie Hammer uh and yeah and they're both good it's worth watching that if you are uh, a bit of a fan of the gent you seen the um, the thingy that 
yeah, Snyder, I was trying to think of his fucking name now, but obviously it's a Snyder cut, isn't it? Have you seen that they're actually going back to do reshoots? Yeah, well, that, that's Justice what they League. said all along. They said that they, they, they wanted to sort of flesh it out and finish the product they wanted. It's um, just, it's mad how not. it's like four years later or fucking something stupid. Mm. Like, yeah, let's go do it. I'm like, no, did you not learn the first time? <laughs> no means no. Well, I mean, they've, they've got to get four hours worth of television together, Ed. Yeah, when will they when will they stop making that movie? Because they're still making it apparently. How? Yeah. It came out so long ago. Well, that's just this is just it. It's not. I mean, it's technically not a movie now. It is a a, a four part miniseries, four hours worth of TV. That's what they're oh, doing. Oh my days! Sorry, I'm just going completely off topic, but sort okay. of on topic. Going about we were talking about um, Universal. So have you seen they finally announced the Velocicoaster? The Velocicoaster. Mm. finally, finally announced yes. it properly officially. So it's got yeah. four inversions um, and two intense launches. And they put up a picture of it at night time. <sighs> yeah, but Reg, the most important wow. question is, what does it smell like? Yeah. <laughs> That's it's... the important question. I, I presume dinosaur excrement smells oh, a God. bit like rotten meat and cabbage. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm going to guess it's going to smell like a Wendy's. Oh. <laughs> oh. Stone cold, man. I do love a Wendy's, though. There's some of that Baconator oh, on the Baconator. scene. Baconator. Baconator, and get on the on-list employee of the month. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, can't wait to do that. I was so excited when I found that, Dad. So, <laughs> Dave, there's a line on a Bare Lady song. Um, and it was... Is it some fantastic or is it something? Uh, thing I know. Yes, yeah, some fantastic. I know. So it's um, that one, and it's one of them is uh, get a job at Wendy's and get on the on-list employee of the month. And then the uh, the first time we went with with Dan, we went to Wendy's and everyone was looking at the menu, and I was just hunting around trying to find the on-list employee, like the employee of the month, like best employee of the month, best employee of the month, and I took about six photos of it. And then Ash took photos of the food, as did Dan. Like, the sensible thing to do. And I'm just like, yeah, and the dude whose name was on the black must have been like, why is he taking so many photos of my black? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) But, yeah, so good. But, yeah, so Henry Cavill and Justice League, sorry. (laughs) Well, well, that's all right, Rich. This kind of on topic of that, actually, there's there's, um, potentially going to be a spin-off prequel series about um from the you know the new suicide suicide squad movie the james yeah john cena john cena's character peacemaker coming to hbo max yeah so does that mean we're going to get it on amazon prime over here or is that what hbo max is over here? no hbo max isn't isn't anything um the the only thing that hbo have got a deal with sky so sky atlantic is hbo why all you know um the game of thrones and westworld and everything oh, goes yeah. straight to that <laughs> but they i don't think they've got some of the shows that are on like um that uh oh, what's it called the uh lovecraft county show oh, yeah. that's, I suppose that's, that people are absolutely loving at the minute i don't think that's being shown that's on, on anything over yeah, oh, it that's, is. That's over here okay, Sky well, there you go. Yeah. Anything that's going on to Sky uh, onto HBO must be going to Sky Atlantic then. Oh, cool. Oh, uh... I'd not heard. Oh, well, to be fair, I 
I'm one of those weird people that don't mind um, John Cena. I know a lot of people hate him, but we, um, yeah. we, we, me and Ash quite like him after watching Total Demons right. and seeing him on that and just realising how entertaining he can be on that. We watched that um, Cock Blockers. Oh, yeah. Um, and he was brilliant in that. It was so funny. And I've just recorded the uh, the Firefighter one that's on Sky Movies. Oh, yeah, um, Playing With Fire. Playing With Fire, yeah. Just recorded that as well because obviously it's a John Cena thing. So we're like, that could be quite entertaining. We'll watch that. Yeah. I, just... I like John Cena. I like him. Play, I playing, a, playing a fireman, though. I just I just can't see him as a fireman. I know. He's, I, he's just, I just can't see him. He needs to be a fireman. I just can't see him. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, you know. Sorry, that was that was very slow on the uptake there. Cheers, cheers. You're all right. Yeah, I feel like we should bow out at that. <laughs> We've peaked. Amazing joke. <laughs> we have definitely peaked. peaked. Yeah. Excellent. Mhm, mhm. It's been fun. Yes, indeed. Yeah. I've really enjoyed that, and that yeah. time has gone by so quick. It has. It has. Flown by. Flown by. And we talked about things that weren't video games for once. That's good. Yeah, and most importantly, we talked about things that uh, either A, haven't come out yet, or B, have only just come out, yeah. instead of most recent podcasts where we yeah. talked about stuff that came out 20 years ago. And so. and Reg was on, so obviously we talked about Shenmue. And Dave was on, so obviously we talked about Mass Effect. That is true. Dan Tell, so, you know, we obviously yeah. talked over him for the majority of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dan. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry. 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 I don't mind. I don't edit things anymore. Reg, Reg does that. So. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I completely forgot to write down um, the clip at the beginning. I'm not even Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have to listen to the whole thing. I just do what I've done last time. just skip to bits and be like, that was quite an insane bit. Yeah, you eventually find it, don't you? Yeah. 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 So, never mind. Right. Well, it's been a pleasure. Um, yeah. We will uh, hopefully see each other again on Wednesday for another edition of the exciting Nerdo D&D yes indeed mm-hmm. that'll be nice hopefully yeah. well thanks guys um, same time next week until mm-hmm. next time it's been a pleasure bye bye bye